What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. All right, all right. What's going on? You have tuned in to Bolt Brady and his bro, the best place to get your sports gambling info. We got our resident handicapper, Bolt. What's going on? Good afternoon, and we are recording this on Tuesday, and we had a barn burner last night on Monday Night Football. Sure did. Was the uh, How's Max arm feeling? Is it worn out? So I was thinking that on, on the drive over here. I was like, you know, I joke around about throwing the uni on. But last night, I really could have thrown the union. <laughs> yes, sir. Just handing off? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, in fact, you could add the union last night. And gone with the offhand. <laughs> I mean, I was like, you know, all we had to do was be taught, okay, hey, if they're in this um, formation, let's check out of it and go to the other side. Right. Uh, it's either left or right here, guys. <laughs> I mean, that was amazing. For those that don't know, the Patriots threw the ball a whopping Three times last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was there was like thirty one or thirty two straight runs. Yeah, they had forty six rushes last night for like two hundred and twenty two yards. Um, but the Bills couldn't stop it. No, which which was crazy when you know it's coming and you can't. Um, I mean, literally knowing it's coming. Yeah, I mean, just talk about being effective and doing the same thing you can do over and over. It was interesting, though, uh, you know, one of the personalities on the radio, major personality on the radio, he was talking when I was coming up here, and and he thought, you know, because Josh Allen threw the ball 30 times, and he thought that that was just stupid because of the weather conditions, but, I mean, because of Josh's gun, I don't think that really mattered. Do you? No, I was okay with it. I mean, they looked better. You know, they had some guys in some spots that that probably should have caught the ball, even though I'm sure it's kind of wobbling those last couple inches coming in. But there was a couple passes to that guy, Knox, and the guy just played great D at the end and kind of knocked it out. Right. But if Knox extends the hands a little, you know, that's a TD, and they cover. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if someone came to me and said, hey, who do you want here? The line is the Bills minus two and a half. The Patriots can only throw the ball three times, and they're going to go two for 12 on third down. I mean, aren't you going to say the Bills every time? Yep. I mean, the the one run was long. It was a long run. And then the Bills kicked that field goal, which they probably should have just tried to throw something, versus kicking in the wind. Right. Well, except uh, Big Nick Folk, the kicker for the Patriots. Did you see he kind of like, he, he must play golf. Did you see him play the wind? Uh, uh-huh. And then it just curved right in. And how about that guy? Okay, good try with that guy. Did you see his stat? 54 field goals in a row under 50 yards. And obviously he plays outdoors like mm-hmm. that game. That's pretty impressive. He's like two away from tying the record. Yeah. And I saw, um, you know, they've done this in the past. They showed the Patriots have one of those bubble practice domes, but they never use it. He's like, nope, we just stay out in the elements so we get used to him. Yep, Big Bill, balling again, because that definitely wasn't Big Mac. No, that, I mean, that just shows you that he can do it totally different ways and make it happen. I mean, throw Zach Wilson in that position, you know, throw Trey Lance in that position, um, and, you know, they're going to do the same thing. Except, you know, in the past he has been managing it. But, I mean, you know, the training wheels are on Big Mac. Let's make no mistake about it. Yep, 
You know, but people say they were on Tom early early on, too. It's like they didn't ask him to do a lot. Speaking of Tom, um, so I came across a stat when I was looking into my boy Kyler Murray. And um, Kyler actually threw for over 10,000 yards. So he's the fourth youngest person to throw for 10,000 yards. Mm -hmm. Um, Number four, Kyler. Number three, Dan Marino. Um, and just think about how long ago that was. That was in 19, I think his rookie year, oh, 1983, if my memory serves me correct. So just think about that back then. Different style, too, Big back time. then. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, they weren't throwing it near as much as now. So Dan obviously was a baller. Then it's Jameis. INT Jameis, but you, <laughs> you got to give him credit for 10,000 yards, I guess. And then the youngest player to throw for it, Drew Bledsoe. Interesting. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that with Tom. I'm like, Drew's career just got put to a screeching halt because of Big Tommy. Because Drew got hurt, Tommy came in, and that was ball game. Yeah. They're like, we're doing just fine. Why don't you stay over there at the clipboard? <laughs> so kind of interesting. You, didn't, you know, I, m- I remember Drew coming out of college, and he was legit. But, you know, he's probably sitting there going, Rotten, why did Tom have to back me up? <laughs> yeah. I would have had a way longer career. I mean, it's not like Drew was feeling the heat in practice and stuff. This guy's a sixth-rounder. Right. He was humming. And Drew was still playing well. You know, perfect situation. I mean, just think. Drew's like, God, I would have had some Super Bowl rings probably. Yeah, because didn't Drew lose to the to Farver maybe in the Super Bowl? Mm, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, call. But, yeah, he was rocking. Then the knee got tweaked and history was changed. So how about Kyler? I mean, guy comes back, throws for two TDs, runs for two TDs, accounts for four TDs. The guy's unreal. Yeah, that was the one I li- I kind of was telling you. I'm like, what's up with AZ? I mean, I-, I love them if I know he's playing for sure. And these teams play this little cat and mouse all week where it's the questionable game time decision, even Saturday. They started to say it looks like he's playing with Hopkins. Right. Um, but they just keep it close to the vest, I know, for competition reasons. But you just want to know, betting purposes, <laughs> what's the deal? And even once he was in, it stayed at 7.5. I'm like, I'll take that. <laughs> did you take it? Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, but I did I did notice that they were the beneficiary of four turnovers. The Bears had four turnovers, and AZ didn't have any. It was wet. I mean, yeah. the, the ball was wet, so I mean, grips and stuff was definitely a problem in that thing. Yeah, that was a that was an ugly uh, environment to play in as well. But but it, that that's a good sign for Arizona because it's not like they're just this dome team that launches it to Hopkins. It's like they they can get a little tough and gritty too. Oh yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they're my squad. And Kyler, um, how about this stat? So they're the first team since the nineteen sixties. To win their seven games on the road by ten points or more, and uh, that's not too shabby. And it's not like they've played you know crappy teams. I mean, of course, there's some littered in there, but like they beat the Rams on the road, they beat the Niners on the road without Kyler Cole. Yeah, I mean, so that squad's legit. I mean, obviously their record shows it, but I don't, I don't think they're getting enough props. I really no, don't. I mean they were they were probably picked by most to be fourth in the division, mm-hmm. and they're going to win the division, right? Yeah, them and the Packers, uh, you know, are looking the best, and depends on when they face each other. If it comes down to who has the home field, um, I'd lean with the Packers. I think this might be their year. Well, I'm in agreement with you. Those two teams, you got to throw Tom in there too, though. 
I mean, those guys, Tom's, Tom and his squad, they're always banged up. But, I mean, like Gronk. I mean, the guy's oh, still yeah. scoring the TDs. <laughs> Gronk got rid of processed sugar for Tom, he said. Yeah. That's the game changer. I bet it is. I bet it is. So, um, but I, I think those are the three, you know, best teams. Unfortunately, they're all in the NFC, mm-hmm. which is too bad. So, but yeah, that's why that number one seed is going to mean a lot because having the home field advantage. So that's what they're all battling for. And this week, um, the Rams come in to AZ um, and the line's two and a half. And that line just seems real fishy to me. I mean, why isn't it three? I, I, I'm seeing it at three at some places now. Huh. It's Arizona minus three. Yeah. And, you know, the Rams thumped Jacksonville, which which they should. But some of it was kind of late. Like OBJ had look garbage time catch. You know, he had like two for 27 and a touchdown. Right. He's still not getting the rock that much. No, I mean, if it's if it's that squad's all about Cooper Cup, that guy balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Rams, you know, they're not doing it for me. They haven't done it for me. Um, I still like the nines more than the, more than the Rams. And that's actually, you know, I said it last week. That, that's why I didn't want to touch the game. First of all, I couldn't, you know, trust. Everything was – normally I would take Seattle. Like I said, I've never gone against Seattle with the Niners. And I would have if Debo was there, but he wasn't. So I stayed off it. Um, which luckily was a good thing. And this week, once again, the Niners are minus one heading into Cincinnati. And if Debo plays, that's an automatic play. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, then I'm off it. Yeah. So it's a best bet if Debo plays. Um, it's the same thing, like I said, with big TJ Watt. Um, like he, the, When those guys play, okay, it makes the biggest difference in the world. I mean, TJ had three and a half sacks against Lamar. And it's not like, you know, like a receiver and sometimes running backs, they can adjust the line like a half point. And if it's someone like really big, like a point and a half for running backs. But it's not only the point spread, it's just the the mojo and the and the the how much everyone's into the game. Like Watts, like taking the towel, pumping up the crowd. It's things like that. It just makes a huge difference. For sure. It gets his boys next to him jacked up a little more. Like, mm. let's do this. Let's get in there. Right. And I, I saw um, the Steelers are leading the league in sacks again. And if they complete it for the season, it's five years in a row. Most sacks. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Tomlin's doing a good little patch job there with with Big Ben getting getting some division wins. I mean, he looks terrible the week before, and then they, you know, Baltimore goes for two. They eke it out. Yeah, that was a that was a gnarly game. No, yeah, well, that division gets some of those. I mean, wasn't the Browns Ravens like thirteen ten? I mean, we're getting in the cold weather, and we're just getting some we're we're getting screeching halt offense here, right? Ho, 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 it's the holiday season, and you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer? Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they've served more than 4 million men worldwide. So make sure you hurry over to their site and ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. And while you're at it, get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped with the code BOLT. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code BOLT. All right, fellas, let's get back to the show. 
So the one thing that people not, might not know about Manscaped is they've got cologne, they've got shampoo and face cleanser. So there's all kinds of things besides the, the shavers and stocking stuffers. I mean, does it get any better than that? Mm-mm. So heads up, lady friends and gentlemen, stocking stuffers, Manscaped. <laughs> like I told you, my, uh, my bro-in-law got a little couple things from there and his wife beat him to it in the mail she's like what are these uh these ball wipes for <laughs> where are you honey dude stay out of my mail <laughs> right open up your own stuff right <laughs> so uh speaking of lamar and the ravens um they're gonna be a best bet this week they travel into cleveland the they're getting two and a half and just Lamar has not looked well these last two games, you know? No. And that's not going to last for long. Um, I'm just telling you, the premier athletes, the best in the world, you can't hold them down for long, and Lamar's one of them. And so I don't see Baker outplaying my boy Lamar. No. I think Cleveland was off last week, too. So, I mean, they're at home off the bye, but... You would have to think the Ravens are going to bounce back here, and they're a little, they're a little upset that that two point conversion didn't go through. Well, you know they've been covering by the skin or by the hair on their chinny chin chin. I got it that time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're two and four against the spread. The last six, okay. This is the Ravens, yeah. But straight up, they're fourteen and five, and against Cleveland, which really matters, they're four and one against the spread. Five and one straight up. The last six. So this is a game they typically dominate. And, you know, right now I think you're buying low on the Ravens. I mean, if uh, if they would have converted that two-point conversion, I mean, we're easily, you know, looking at this line being higher. They'd probably be favored. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know what the look, line, the look ahead was on that. But, you know, no offense to Baker, but I'll take Lamar. Yeah, I mean Lamar's got to be a little tick too. That that he kind of floated that to Andrews, and it just was just a little off. And he just hasn't played well. And and historically, um, the Steelers have played well against Lamar. And there's just certain matchups and certain coaches, you know, that do well against each other. And and the Steelers do well against the Ravens. Um, but clearly, we have a different story here when it comes to Cleveland. And I have a feeling that Lamar's gonna run wild. Mm-hmm. Just depends on the weather in those places. But they're, they're the slow grinders, a lot of those games. <laughs> yeah, they are. So we'll take the points there, two and a half. <laughs> Looks real cozy sitting at some of those games, like, uh, like Buffalo last night. No chance you're going to that ball game. I mean, even with the couple brews that they're having, I'm like, well, what's under the sweatshirt there? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, when we lived in Colorado, we went to some of those. Remember, there's a picture of us sitting on the top deck in Denver, watching a Monday night game. Yeah. I mean, and we were in snow. So, and I think the, the chairs were like steel, you know, they were more steel, too. That was cold. Right. But, you know, I guess if the kids want to go, I'm in. But if not, yeah, I'll just watch it from the living room. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Or if someone's got the box, <laughs> let's have us on in. Right. All right, what else is standing out to you for the week? Well. Or who let you down last week? Jim Christmas. Um, well, we you know probably my boy Tyron from the Houston Texans. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wish I was going to lean on him. Well, Tyron's done well for us in the past, and 
I had, you know, I had the NFL ticket on, so I'm watching my boy play. I'm like, that was the first game I had it on. First play, Tyrod, INT. Mm-hmm. And I go, that's not the play we needed right there. You know, I was saying in, in those types of games where it's double digits, when you're getting, you know, double digits um, point spread, they have to make a lot of turnovers. And that's why I had confidence in Tyrod. And the first play out of the gates, I'm like, okay, this is probably not happening. And sure enough, 31 bagels. Yeah, just goose egg. So I was disappointed there. And then um, the Atlanta game, you know, that was the other one I started to watch. And just a bummer. It was the last play of the game. Matt Ryan throws a dart into the back of the end zone. And the receiver drops it. And that was the cover right there. Mm -hmm. So that kind of sucked. Yeah, because they had him most of the game. And then Tampa got a little breathing room at the end. Right. And so, and it was one of those two where Tampa was driving down the field, you know, and if they would have gotten the first down, they would have started to kneel on it and Atlanta would have covered, but Atlanta stopped them. So it was like, it was a coin flip, you know, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, But this week, uh, I think I've been pretty good at choosing when to go on the Raiders and when not to. Um and this week, I'm rolling with them. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs have, have not been really pounding anybody. Well, how about this stat for you? The last five games, which they've won, they've only scored above 20 twice. Okay, and now here's a line that's going to be 9.5 or 10. Um, they just, like I told you, you know, offline, Kelsey just doesn't look the same to me. Um, and You're not seeing the fire. No. Like I said, he's he lost the eye of the tide. He's got the Super Bowl. He's the All Pro. You know, doesn't have much to prove anymore, and it's showing in his play, unfortunately. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I watched every single play of that game, and it just was. I had for the contest, I had Kansas City, so that was good. But you know, it came down to the last series, which was incredible, um, in order to cover, and they barely did, really. Yeah, your boy Teddy. Didn't take care of it a couple times for you. That's why I didn't take Teddy. Yeah. Um, I think you'll find that if you listen to other podcasts, the listeners will probably notice that, you know, everyone was saying, take Teddy, Teddy two gloves there. But I just didn't feel that was a good matchup for Teddy, and it wasn't. Um, But, you know, this matchup with the Raiders, with the Niners, or the Niners, excuse me, the Chiefs, if you remember in their first matchup, they got pounded 41-14. But remember, they were only down 10, about to score, and then Deshaun Jackson fumbles. Right. Remember that? And Mm -hmm. that's when the game went another direction. So, listen, Carr's way different than Teddy. They've got different skill sets. And I think that Carr's going to keep the pedal to the metal. And, you know, if anything, I like the the back door at the end by Big David. (laughs) I'm with you. uh, He needs to get Waller back. That's one of his favorite targets. So we'll see if he gets back this week. But they, you know... They usually play better in KC for some reason. They play pretty decent there. Well, what's so funny is, you know, um, I'm hearing the media now, and it's people that don't know football. They're talking about what's slowing KC down is that people are showing them the two-safety look. So like a cover two where the two safeties are back. And this is hysterical. This has been like the national narrative for like the last three or four weeks is play two safeties and you can slow down Patrick Mahomes. And I'm like, 
You don't think Patrick's ever seen two safeties in his life? I mean, this is just stupid. And or then, Andy Reid hasn't seen that defense? Yeah, come on. And so then you'll get some of these like analytical handicappers, and they'll start talking about Patrick's footwork being off. And I go, uh-huh. <laughs> you know about footwork, sure. <laughs> with what I'm seeing lately with the footwork, I'm going to have to fade the <laughs> Chiefs here. Yeah, right, as he's chewing on a donut, and he's got his Coke in his hand. Oh, he doesn't know squat about footwork. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, they're not scoring. And you need to, you know, you need to score points if you're going to cover nine and a half points. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that one. What do you like? Um, I had them down. And then I, I have the Niners down, too, going to Cincy. I think they're going to bounce back. That that was kind of a letdown for me, how they showed up in, in Seattle. But I think I saw Russ is 17-4 uh, and four against the Niners, I think. Well, you knew that, right? Like, no, I know. I just The Seahawks have been so bad this year. Right. Um, but that was disappointing. I mean, Jimmy kind of had one of those games where he's like, what are you doing here? Throwing the ball. But I think they'll bounce back. And I, you know, Debo's a big factor there, too, if he does play. Well, he needs to play, in my opinion. And then um, I saw the the New York Giants are, are kind of having some QB problems here. They, I mean, they might be going with Jake Fromm, the right. guy from Georgia a couple years ago. And then he went to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and he kind of had a slip of the tongue there right before he was drafted. And, right. then, and they just kind of banished him to uh, – it was called a quarantine quarterback – which they he wasn't even around the team. Mm-hmm. It was in case there was an outbreak. Mm-hmm. He was studying and would be on Zooms, and if they needed someone like an emergency QB, he'd be the guy. So, But he's he doesn't have any NFL throws. Right. I saw that. <clears throat> so I don't know if Mike Glennon's going to get out of the concussion protocol. And, I mean, even if he does, he, he doesn't do a whole lot for me. <laughs> so I know I like to lean on the Chargers and the Raiders a lot, but the, the Chargers are 10 here, minus 10, I think. Yeah. Um, and if it's Jake Fromm, come on. I totally, totally agree with you. The only reason why I would have some hesitancy there is because um, Keenan Allen is in COVID. He's on the COVID list right now. Saw that. Yep. And but he, we don't we don't know if he's vaxxed or not. If he is, that's just two negatives in forty eight hours. I mean, he'd be back if he is. I agree. But I'm, if he doesn't play, though, that's a stay away for sure. Because I mean, that's Herbert's guy. Yep. I mean, he, he had two touchdowns in the first quarter last game. Yep. I think he only has four touchdowns on the season, but he's definitely his favorite receiver. He's got like 973 yards, um, which I know this because he's on my fantasy squad with my son. So we're, we're always looking at Keenan's stats. Question, now that you bring up fantasy, is there a correlation between how good you are at fantasy and picking games? No. In general, not yourself, just in general. Um. Maybe spotting some certain guys that that aren't necessarily, um, you know, the name guys, but are productive. I'll give you that, maybe. But I don't know if that's going to correlate to picking winning lines. Okay. Just a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, and l- little side note here, going back to KC for a sec. I've been meaning to, uh, <clears throat> to ask you this. Did you see that who big Tyreek wants to race? He's been calling him out. No. Oh. Well, Tyreek's going large here. It's no one in the NFL. Usain? He goes, bring on the bull. Really? Yep. And so they've kind of gone back and forth on it. And Tyreek's, you know, like, listen, I'm not messing around here. He's like, I'll even come to the Bahamas if you want to race here. And Tyreek goes, I'll give you my Super Bowl ring if you win. 
Usain's like, I'm kind of kicking it now, though. Right. I'm drinking, like, the red stripes and, and, and lounging. I'm not really training. Exactly. I mean... What's the distance? Hundo? Probably. Yeah, I mean... But... See, like, a 40... A 40 might favor Tyreek, but if you go the 110, like, Usain could probably still pull away. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, that's pay-per-view material. Like, these fights, I, I don't really give a shit about them, but I would definitely do the pay-per-view for that. Oh, the fights are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the, the those YouTube brothers and whoever they're taking on every weekend. Uh, well, no, I'm just talking about just in general, like some of the, some of the fights. That well, some of the UFCs I'll watch. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the YouTube guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's some of the only stuff that's on now. Right. And people pay the 60 bones. Like, that was awful. Wow, no chance I'm doing that. Yeah. I got the fire sticker. I can kind of get him for free, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and the codes. Yeah. The fire stick and the codes. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> okay. You got any uh, awards for the week you want to hand out? We sure do. Um you know, we've got the Bashers Award. Like we've been saying, the team that wins and is going to bash and party a little too much. And not every time are the Bashers going to be a play against, but the majority. Last week, the Bashers uh, pick came to fruition for us. We thought the Jets might bash a little too much. And <laughs> sure enough, the mustache took them down. Minchu too. Mm-hmm. So, Do you see him coming in like Top Gun? What do you mean? What was he doing? <laughs> well, he had the stash, and he had on um, the bomber jacket. It was like the Tom Cruiser kind of motorcycle bomber jacket. Oh, coming into the stadium? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so they were saying, like, what's up with the getting ready for the Top Gun 2 coming out? See, so I saw, you know, that pick was originally put in with Jalen. And then even when he went out, I'm like, you know, there's not really a drop-off, I don't think, in my opinion, from Minshew to Jalen. Just a different style of play, running versus, you know, better passer. So that's why that play stayed on. But um, this week's basher, it's probably not too hard to know who it's going to be, the Detroit Lions. Woo! After getting their first W, and I don't know if you saw them afterwards. Um, oh, yeah, they were juiced. I mean, it looked like the Super Bowl. Well, dude, you're off the schneid there with the, with the victory. Right. And uh, I've, you know, unfortunately played on some shitty teams, and I know that feeling. You're juiced. And they're going to bash. So. <laughs> <laughs> they're hitting downtown Detroit. Eminem and Kid Rock. No, those are my boys. Let's I'd, do this. I'd be legit. I'd join them if they did that. Those two guys rock. Um, but anyway, Detroit this week rolls into Teddy Two Gloves. Mm. Lines minus eight. And have fun with that altitude after drinking all those brews and smoking those cigs. <laughs> It's not happening. I can't break a sweat here. The, boo- the booze won't bust out. Dude, my lung is about to come up here. What? I don't know if it's those two packs of cigs on Saturday night or we're in mile high. God, Minnesota. Like, you know, you don't get points for hanging in games. It's like you, you can't be doing this and just losing them. Well, three for six in the red zone. And Adam Thielen has the high ankle sprain now. Yeah. So, Minnesota, see you later. To the season. Mm-hmm. Adios. That's your best player. Mm, they might have to reboot <clears throat> boot some stuff up there, too. Right. Oh, absolutely. And so Jefferson, he's a huge talent, but he's going to be, like, rotten. Now I'm getting double covered all the time. Yeah. So his stats will probably go down. But the Bashers, Detroit, okay? We like uh, Teddy, minus the eight there. And then um, we've got the 409. 
I mean, the 409's got to be the Big Ten championship game. Mm. That was a close one. Mm, 42-3? 42-3. I mean, this is supposed to be our two best, and that was an ass-whooping. Yeah. Um, I, I think Iowa's had some problems the last couple of times they've made that game, really. And we've got some Iowa roots. You know, we're always kind of pulling a little bit for them. But I will say it's good for Harbaugh to get, get in there and finally get in the playoff. That guy feels a lot of heat over there. He sure does. And actually, he stepped up to the mic all his bonus money. Is going to employees that got infected by COVID. Oh, I saw that. It was like a million bucks. They were going to give it to some coaching staff and stuff, which was nice. Yeah, so that's cool. <clears throat> yeah, there's, you know, these new contracts with these dudes is getting crazy. It's like Miami coach, uh, Lincoln. I mean, they're all getting like 8.5 a season. It's like, it's a sniff below Saban, and the guy's got like seven championships, and these guys have zero. Right. Well, that's just how desperate these squads are. Yeah, they got to make a splash. You got to sell some tickets. You got to get some attention on the program. But if Nick wants to play some hardball, he's like, dude, let's give me a few more chips here per season. And they go, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have no we have no clue what's on the back end of what these guys get with the planes and the the pads. They don't pay for squat in town. So. Well, I saw that with Lincoln. Like another way to juice his um, salary is he had two homes in Oklahoma, and the going rate for him was like 500000 each, and USC bought the homes off him for $1 million each. Oh, wow. Yep. So, hey, just pocket that extra million there. So there's a few creative ways around it there. I take it they waived the appraisal since they don't appraise for <laughs> right. Did the realtor get the, the $1 million or the 500 dimes? Dude, and then what does SC do with those? I mean, right. give them to a family friend or rent them? Dude, give them to, like, that's their recruit spot. Like, when they come in to recruit, they, they just use those homes uh-huh. for recruits to come over and bash out. Yeah. It's a, oh, the LSU guy got chips, too. I mean, it's just they're throwing it out there. Well, so this week in college, there's only the one game until bowl, bowl season officially starts December 17th, and we love when that happens. For sure. Best time of the year, um, historically, for picking, for picking winners. This week, though, the college game, um, last week we had Utah versus Oregon. I'm sure there was a lot of people out there that heard how, you know, it's tough to beat a team twice and Oregon's ready. No, they weren't. Crushed them. Yeah. So this week, let's keep it rolling with the college, and it's eight and three Army versus three and eight Navy. Mm. Okay. And we're going with the Navy plus the seven and a half. And Where, here, where's the game? Here's why. Um, not sure. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> because here's why. So uh, under. You pull back the the curtain here, and you'll notice that Navy seven and two against the spread, their last nine games, and also uh, this game. How about this? The over under is typically you know it's never more than forty. How about this one, guys? Do what you want with this stat. This game has gone under fifteen years in a row. The over under on this game is thirty six and a half, and you're giving me seven and a half points. Okay. You're telling me it's going to be low scoring. You're telling me that you know trouble people are going to have trouble scoring. I'll take the touchdown and a half. The midshipmen. That is correct. Let's, and let's not forget these guys only lost to Cincinnati, who, as we all know, is in the college playoff now, twenty-seven to twenty. 
They play Notre Dame every year. Mm-hmm. It's not like these guys are saps, and they slightly get juiced when they play each other in the military academies. Oh, yeah. It's a big game. It's like the only one on TV Saturday. So. And you don't think those guys don't know that? Yeah. I mean, come on. Give me the touchdown and the hook. Let's play some ball midshipmen. <laughs> I like it. All right. I think that'll do it for this week. You got anything you want to add to the NFL? Nope, just uh, subscribe on the podcast. Remember, it uh, doesn't cost anything to su- to hit subscribe there. Yep, hit subscribe on the Apple iTunes and write some reviews, and we'll pick a couple for hats each week. Don't forget Instagram and Twitter. It's at Bolt Brady Picks for updates on games. That'll do it for week 14. See you guys next time. See ya.